Hello and welcome to Casting Nets Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Pastor Will Harley. I am joined here with the always great and glorious Pastor Dave Rudon. Yes, I'm here with a special message from you is what did you say to V? <laughs> what? <laughs> I see your point. <laughs> That was uh, Pastor Dave Rudod. You can catch him at Emmanuel Shirley on Sundays at 9 (laughs) o'clock. And I will not be saying any of my dad jokes. Then you have to wait till after worship for the dad jokes. He saves them up. I save them up. These these very special occasions. Well, thank you for joining us as we we actually are are interrupting our normally scheduled weekly – live show that we've been starting to do um and we have returned to just an audio format for uh this week only um because it is uh Thanksgiving week and there's yep. some special stuff coming up for Thanksgiving. Yeah, we have Thanksgiving sure. worship <laughs> Thanksgiving worship services, I guess. There's that too. <laughs> there's, there's turkey. Just <laughs> You like turkey or is it too I, dry I for you? Well, I, you know, I really like turkey, but I like turkey because I mix it, I stuff it with um, Italian sausage. I take Italian sausage and I stuff the turkey with Italian sausage and that makes it really good. I, I really like that. Uh, you're not a, so I take it then you are also a turducken fan then? I am a turducken fan. I think that is, I have not been a master of how to do that. Um, and my wife doesn't like duck, so, uh-huh. but she likes Italian sausage and turkey and stretchy pants. <laughs> Especially the day after Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, and you know we we didn't um, we didn't do pies this year because uh, my diet doesn't allow pies. But um, my wife has gotten a special recipe for stuffing um, that she's going to share with the rest of the family, other than me. And mm-hmm. uh, she's going to give me carrots, and she's going to allow me to eat turkey and some Italian sausage and. Um, She'll give me a half a glass of eggnog. You know what I'm looking forward to for this Thanksgiving is Friday. Friday, we are having thanks gaming at the Rudat's house. So we are bringing our board games out just that whole day, board games. Kids, my, my son is going to be home from MLC. Uh, he's going to have a board game or two that I'm sure that he's bought in with his uh, hard-earned cash that he wants us to play. Uh, well, There's a reason why they call them bored. <laughs> You're never bored when you play them. That's why. You're have, never bored. You know, I've, you have never played a real board game, Will. I think that's the we, problem. We haven't. And you know, and I'll be the you know, my wife and I we've gone to Walmart and toy stores and we're like, you should really get a board game and no, that, that's the wrong place to find find a board game is Walmart and Target. But I'm I'm saying it's like we we've th- we've had those thoughts. We we're like we're going to set aside a time and do family board game night and then I am so bored. And I'm like, nah, I'm not, I'm not that bored where I'm going to crack out a board game, but it's probably something I should do. My kids are I, saying, when are we going to do a family game night? Yeah. When yeah. Do you consider I think we game? just have to have the Harleys over at the Rudots to introduce you to real you board games. You have the Harleys over at the Rudots and then get lightsabers <laughs> and do lightsaber duels at night with the, and then have someone record it for TikTok or something. My son has those, uh, the lightsabers that are the actual, Yes. Like you can fight with them, but the, they're, they're, it's not the toy ones. It's the, like the $200 ones. I know, he the bo- Clash ones. Yeah. I do too. Yeah. See, there we go. I have three. So you should come over to my house on Friday on Thanksgiving night and then we'll play board games and lightsaber fights. <laughs> but anyway, Thanksgiving is also a time for all of us to give thanks 
And uh, this is kind of a lighter episode. Just uh, you are joining in on a conversation between two pastors. And we give thanks for that. Uh, yes. That's the very number one thing. We thank you that, that the five people who listen are, uh, are, are doing so because, you know, where two or three are gathered, there he is with us. Yes. That, is, that he is Jesus. And so since we're two, one other person makes three. I like your math. Uh, so here we are, two two brothers uh, talking about uh, having a conversation between two brother pastors that we talk about our top five things that we're thankful for in 2022. So we encourage you, if you are listening to this or you would see this on Facebook or on YouTube, uh, make your comment down below. What is your top thing that you're thankful for in 2022? Of course, there are some obvious ones that should make the list, but we're interested in the, the not so obvious ones as well. Yeah, and if you want to give us top five and and you can do top five too, not just one. That would be great. So the you know what I like about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is the greatest non religious holiday that we could celebrate. And we don't yeah, you know, we don't need our government to tell us to be thankful, but we appreciate. We, we appreciate. Okay, yeah. we can we'll give three hundred and sixty four days we we complain. Right? And then on that one day The government does one good thing for us. Yeah. Gives us Thanksgiving. They should give us a turkey. And also gives us peace, I guess. And a safety. I suppose. I suppose. At least this year. (laughs) (laughs) Could we have said that a couple years ago? (laughs) So on our Thanksgiving list, top five things that we're thankful for, do we want to go five to one or do we want to go one to five? You know, I I just – why don't we go back and forth? So do do you want to go first or do you want me to – because my first one I think is the best. It's also my my number one as well. You can't steal it. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to get it and you're going to be a heretic if it's not your one, but you can't use one. (laughs) He's mine. (laughs) Where two or three are gathered, (laughs) there he is, but then he's also mine. (laughs) You can't have him. If you don't know who we're talking about, and this is a religious podcast, we are talking about Jesus. And and of course, hopefully, as you are gathering in your Thanksgiving uh, practice, whatever it is with family, extended family, or uh, you're eating at home alone, which is very sad, but I'm not judging. I'm not judging. <clears throat> Jesus would be your number one. Um, thanks to our Lord, our Heavenly Father, for sending his son um, to live for me the way I could never live. Uh, to die for me, taking on everything that I do wrong and and forgiving me of that, and then rising again to give me his victory uh, and to claim me as his own. And and I'll even say he claimed you, too, as his own, Pastor Dave. So, yeah, he's my number one for all the reasons you said and also the fact that he is faithful and true. Yes, absolutely. Um, when he says in his word that he's going to be with his people, he's going to give them strength, he is actually going to give them strength. Yeah, he keeps his promises. Um, And so uh, definitely, you know, if we love because he first loved us and if um, when we are weak, he makes us strong, I would I would definitely say um, we give thanks because he first gave thanks to his Lord for what he could do for us. Um, You know, 
I remember the Garden of Gethsemane. Now the Lord will be glorified. What was going to happen? He was going to be put up on a cross. How is that glory? Because God is giving his life for his people. Um, pretty cool. you know. Uh, thank you, Lord, for the people you've given into my hands. So I, number one for me. Yep, also my number one. Also for the reasons of Jesus keeping his promises that he is faithful and true when he says, I will be with you always even to the very end of the age, and how he still is with us in word and sacrament, um, blessing our efforts, not because our efforts are good, but because that's who he is. He doesn't change, doesn't stop being a God who gives and a God who is faithful. Absolutely. So you're number two. Um, my number two would, it's kind of weird, actually. My number two is um, my renovation project. <laughs> and so uh, Blood and toil and sweat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to say less blood, but that's not true. Um, <clears throat> if anybody a hundred and so years after I'm long dead and gone and my house is still there uh, and they rip out a wall and they find red marks somewhere, that's me. <laughs> um, no, uh, back in the, in, in the beginning of the summer, um, so that would have been the end of May, we, my wife and I decided that we were going to, um, do some light construction to, to rebuild some of the put up drywall. And in the process, um, we lost some walls that just fell over and they weren't done right. And so we ended up gutting everything upstairs and starting all over in a 122 year old home. And, uh, with the society, the way that it has been and with people being in demand for certain jobs, um, I couldn't afford, nor could I get anybody to come in and do some of the work. And so I give thanks to the Lord for YouTube in, in the ability to, um, kind of really figure out how to do these renovations. I learned a, I learned a new skill set. Um, and I learned that, you know, being a carpenter like my Lord and Savior is not as easy as it sounds. Um, you know, it's, it's precision work. That's my, that's my number two. Uh, renovation and learning, good stuff. That is good stuff. Uh, my number two for giving thanks is good coffee. Now, explain why. Now, we should probably See, say that's what, what is good coffee. Because good coffee is the sponsor of this program. So I was really excited when this when this program had good coffee. Because you can find good coffee wherever good coffee is sold. It's uh it's always a good way to start a conversation. Good it's coffee. A good way to start your day with good, good coffee. With good coffee. So, <laughs> which is I, better than bad coffee, which is like swill water. Yeah. <laughs> so, are we talking like Folgers? <laughs> or <are> we, <laughs> do we want to be a little more specific? You know, like, the best part of waking well, yep. up, Folgers in your cup. That's well, the Folgers is not the sponsor of this. Podcast. Good coffee good is coffee. a sponsor of this podcast. Soldiers is not good coffee. <laughs> I know. I just, I just alienated every right. church <laughs> Bible study. We drink uh, soldiers. <laughs> I wonder if there's like if somebody has pulled like Hills Brothers versus Folgers. Like which one it has more coffee in the more of our 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 churches. Well, I honestly think that that we have a. a a segment of people in in our churches and in the country that believe that if you can buy more coffee for a lesser price, it must be better. And that's just not true. It is the great lie that we have convinced ourselves that uh, just because you darken the water um, and heat it up, 
that it becomes good coffee. Um, yeah, I, I, so I, there's I'm a, kind of a serious reason why I like good coffee because I used to like drinking diet sodas and all of those things. And then the diet soda has a, a, uh, a sweetener in it that, um, causes me to have balance issues. So I don't really have a lot of and any, like any kind of, uh, uh, Kool-Aid that you would have that doesn't have sugar in it because, well, sugar is not a good thing, but for me, um, and, uh, so all of those sweeteners have those kind of all of those non sugary substances that are flavorful help uh, take away my balance. So I, I get dizzy and all of those things. So I'm really thankful that I have good coffee because then it's something because I drink a lot of water, but it's something different uh, to drink good coffee. A little bit of a flavor. Yeah. Yeah. It's something to look forward to too. The smell is always good and always the different kinds of flavors of, of coffee that we get. Um, and uh, so we have something to look forward to. It's one of those things for God. And blesses us with variety. Absolutely. And thank you, you know, talking about good coffee, we've had a couple of listeners who have provided for that addiction of good coffee and has have, have sort of given given us some of that. And yeah, and I know Will really likes um, Highlander Grog I do. coffee. Uh, I, my wife has gotten me onto something else now, which oh. I thought was really interesting. She has me um <clears throat> she has me drinking maple pecan. Which is very good. And then she drinks dark chocolate hazelnut. And it smells really wonderful. I know my wife really likes pecans, and so we have pecan coffee every once in a while. So I'm not really, I don't really have, I used to have a Highlander Grog where the, I think it was Manitowoc Coffee was making a Highlander Grog variety that I bought at, at Manitowoc Lutheran High School, one of their uh, fundraiser functions. And I bought like uh, 30, 30 pounds of whole beans of that, and that lasted me for about six months. And I really wow. liked it. And then all of a sudden, it's like Highlander Grog. Yeah. Not so much. But it's still good coffee. So if if somebody offers me Highlander Grog coffee, I will say, that's good know, coffee. But you know what is and, – and, and I'm not advertising that you need to do this. But what I found is really, really good, especially coming into the, the colder weather here, speaking of good coffee, um, is the vanilla cinnamon. Uh, what is it? Dulce? That they they have that uh, I think it comes out by Starbucks and you can get it. Um, that is really good with a little schluck of um, walnut bourbon. That is excellent on a very cold winter night. Probably less coffee and more Irish. <laughs> so good coffee is good coffee, even if it is pumpkin flavored. I mean, no, I, I'm. No. <laughs> That's you don't like, like wearing any- a red vest. <laughs> awesome, <laughs> classy, stylish is what you're trying to say. Yes, red sweater vest. Will Harley's giving me a hard time about sweater vest because I'm just surprised it's because, not on your list. Well, I haven't finished the list, so I can always bring it back. I, I even uh, went to Kohl's to try to find uh, a sweater vest. Well, that was two years ago. That was a memory. That was a memory. Yeah, it was a memory when Kohl's had good taste by offering sweater vests, plus they were on sale. They were trying to get rid of them. No, they weren't trying to get rid of them. <laughs> Just because things are, are not expensive doesn't mean they're not stylish and good. So I do like pumpkin flavored coffee. It's not, I don't like the sugar and all that stuff and the, the sweetener and all that stuff, but pumpkin coffee is all right. I like, um, pumpkin seeds. Huh? When they roast them, those aren't good. Okay. It has nothing to do with coffee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay.
Okay, so Will, your number three. Um, what did I put in for my number three? Oh, good leaders. Um, and and I mean good leaders in the congregation. Um, I, that is, I'm I'm very very thankful. Um, my congregation, we've we've had some growing pains. Um, we've had some looking at different accounting because we we hit a point where where our accounting is is very challenging in the congregation and and really unless you have a training in that field someone from the congregation can't take that on and so i've had some really really i've been blessed with some wonderful leaders not only in the school but in the church um who have said hey we're going to come together and we're going to get uh, we're going to work through these without any complaining and grumbling and casting doubt and pointing fingers and and yelling and screaming, and we've we've done a great job. So I look forward to working with um, the majority of them going into the new year. We have three more coming on, and I think they're going to be fantastic in in um, their ability to serve the congregation. And so I, I give thanks to good leaders. That's a good one. Um, my number three is brother pastors, including Will in Harley. <laughs> he well, specifically wrote in the conference. conference. No, and that's not what I wrote. You can't. Decipher my chicken script scratchings. What I meant was the pastor's conference, just a reminder of going uh, to pastor's conferences. Last year we had a pastor's conference where we had the opportunity to spend more time with our brother pastors. And so that was was a good reminder to me of uh, the, the blessing of being in a synod, of walking together with other brother pastors. Uh, as circuit pastor, it was really nice uh, this last uh, weekend where I had a, a meeting with other congregations. And as circuit pastor leading through that meeting and having somebody else step in because I was vacancy pastor as well. So I thought it was a conflict of interest for me to run the meeting plus be one of the vacancy pastors. So as these three congregations are deciding what to do as they're moving forward, we brought in somebody else from our Presidium, the second vice president who came in and he did everything I would have done in that situation, but it, it was an impartial, somebody was impartial. I didn't really know how he was going to handle it or how he was going to handle the situation, but just the realization of, uh, there are other guys in our synod that walk the same walk as we are. We're not always, we're not alone on an island. Sometimes, sometimes pastors can feel that way, that they're all alone, that uh, uh, no one else thinks of things the way that they think them of them. And it's a reminder too of there are, um, the, the word of God implants convictions that are united with not just with your brothers and sisters who are here now, but brothers and sisters who have lived in the past as well. Is it weird? <clears throat> you know, um, we get together with, with pastors in conference, and, and one of the things that annoys me the most is when we get together as uh, pastors in the conference, and you have a lot of pastors all together, and the first thing they start talking about is sports. Yeah. That annoys me. And, and it doesn't annoy me because I think, although I'm not a sports fan, it's not that they're talking about sports. It's like that's something you can talk with your members about yeah. all the time. Uh, you can talk with pretty much anybody about sports. But when we get together as brothers, we get to talk about deep theological things that, that our congregational members, by and large, aren't ready for. And we can talk that way in that lingo with our brothers. Um, that is one of the – I totally am with you on on giving thanks for having uh, the ability to have those conversations because sometimes you get into your head and you're like, does anybody else think this? I can't ask them because they're going to be like, that's way too deep, Pastor. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want them to feel bad. Right. Um, but yeah. it's, you need to have that release to say, I, I was having this toss around in my head. And we get together 
basis, yeah. to talk about those things. Yeah, God's word is as shallow is a what? How does that phrase go? It's shallow that anyone can drink from it, but it is also very deep. So those who are um, are, are think along those lines and like to think about the scriptures and like to think deeply of the scriptures, it, you will never hit the bottom. The, the scriptures are um, amazing that way. I think that's one of the things that always struck me about our seminary professors. You would think these guys who uh, the Lord has called to to think deeply on these things and how they don't feel like talking with them or sitting at their feet. They know they have not, um, they haven't gotten to the depth. They haven't gotten to the depths of, haven't gotten to the bottom. So it's encouraging, encouraging for me as well as a pastor, uh, to get together like with you on a weekly basis and talk deeply and drink deeply from God's word and also to um, be in uh, a synod of like-minded men. Yeah. I, I think that's, um, a really good thing to be thankful for, especially as uh, the world changes. Sometimes finding someone who's like-minded and in the right spirit and the same spirit as you um, is, is difficult. Um, Your fourth. My fourth is uh, challenges. And and that's um, intentionally ambiguous. Um, we're doing a study in James, going through the entire book of James, and uh, – uh, James begins his book in in chapter one, starting at verse two. He he deals with how we should have joy, the greatest joy, in challenges because challenges produce patient endurance. Um, and we had a conversation just this last weekend, which made me start really thinking about what I'm thankful for. Is we we said what are challenges. And I asked that to the, to the Bible study. And by and large, well, actually, all of them <laughs> were saying, well, it's suffering, and it's this pain, and it's that pain, and it's this heartache, and it's that heartache. And the reality is that's not what, what James was saying. James was, uh, James was saying that challenges were living faith every day, that, that God is helping you learn and helping you as you go to work. How can I live my faith there? And, and, and the challenge that that's going to bring and, and the endurance that it's going to offer. <clears throat> it's not just patience where, where okay, I'm just going gonna, gonna to endure this and I'll make it to the end. It's the endurance to run through it and to, to continue to run. And so I give thanks to the Lord for, for those challenges. <clears throat> Life is filled with them. And, and how awesome it is to say, Lord, how can I grow stronger in you and share you in this. Um, is sometimes maybe it's a little bit of suffering? Sure, maybe. It could be. But but by and large, it's just every day. Um, and, and I get to wake up. I, I think back to, to, to Luther who said, you know, the greatest gift God could ever give is for him to take you home as soon as you were baptized. But he doesn't. <laughs> so, so there's another gift, right? Um, and equally as great. I would say, which is to live your faith and, and the challenge that brings. Challenges have a way of revealing things about yourself you didn't want to see. Sometimes. You know, you're revealing yourself of, um, I am not denying myself or I'm not carrying a cross. I'm not following Jesus. I want it. The easy way has, has enabled me to, not see something of, of myself that I should be seeing. And, sometimes and, and the challenge, yeah, you see the challenge, you go, okay, what's, what's most important here? And, uh, 
And as you look at those challenges, you see, oh, my Lord is most important and his cross and what he has done for me is most important. And his, and, and I look in those times of suffering and you see the love of God more clearly and more faithfully because you are, uh, facing something about yourself you don't want to acknowledge, but also seeing him in a more clearer way as well, his love for you. And sometimes it's not, it has nothing to do with the suffering. It has everything to do with the fact you go through it and you're like, I didn't think I was that strong. <laughs> you know, it, the, the, the word that's used there when we were talking about it, what makes it so beautiful and something to give thanks about is, is it's like I said, it's not always that bad connotation. Sometimes it is, it is the test that God allows for you to come to the knowledge that you are stronger than you thought you were. Um, with him, with yeah, him. Oh, 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 absolutely, yeah. always with him. I, I, you think back to Abraham, right? Asked to sacrifice his son, and he does. And you're thinking, why would God ever do that? It's because Abraham had a faith in a faithful God who said this child was the child of promise, and if God desired that child would come back, and because God promised that would happen, and so Abraham had nothing to worry about. And so, was it a test? In the way that we understand it, was it a challenge in the way that we would yeah. think he was suffering? Or was this God showing Abraham, look how far you have come? Yeah, would Abraham have that reliance on the resurrection before that event? Would he have had it before he was called to Ur of the Chaldees? Would he have had it when he was worried that someone might take his wife because she was beautiful? Yeah. And, and so he said, act like my sister. Would he? Have, I mean, you could go, and the answer is no. Yep. But but you see how much he's grown. So that's my, what was that, four? Four. You're on four. You have plenty of room for sweater vests. Uh, my number four is uh, something I'm thankful for in 2022 is that the uh, zeitgeist of our country has realized that science is not all that it's cracked up to be. Science is a good thing. It helps us understand our world and uh, helps us um figure things out, but science isn't a science is not God. It is not God. Yeah. So, and so many times, and the realization that so many times people think they're making decisions based on science, but they're not, they're basing it on something else on power or on fear. And uh, so just a realization in our society that science isn't always the reason why people do things. Science isn't always as dependable as you would like. Science is, Sometimes malleable of, of people that are in power can use it and influence it. Uh, I just looking at, you know, some, it used to be before 2022, before 2020, you, you would say someone had a study and I would say, okay, I guess I have to give it some credence. But now it's like, well, who paid for that study? And did they, <laughs> and, uh, <Fact> check, <laughs> yeah. who paid, who paid for that? Uh, I would like did an they independent fact that, that <laughs> yeah. was um, related to the? Yeah, so it's, I, and in no way am I against science. It's just that it's not as clean. <laughs> it is not as clean or as white as the snow as you as you sometimes think it is, or but, once but thought it was. Isn't that exactly how um, everything is these days? I mean, we we really see. Um, <clears throat> a world in which we want black and white, we want clear cut things, and nothing is clear cut. And and we we put our hope. And and I think this is what you were you're trying to say is you know for the longest time in 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 postmodern society we've been placing our hope in that science is going to 
going to be the savior of all of our ills. And then we have a pandemic and the carpet's kind of ripped out from underneath us that science maybe doesn't fix everything. I mean, it's there, it's good, it's it's usable, but it 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 it's not going to answer all of our questions because it's not as infallible um as we wanted it to be. So yeah, you're, you're number five. So I have a, I have, to have a five now. All right. So this one, I, I, yeah. sweater vest is still an option. Sweater vest is never. An <laughs> <option>. <laughs> sweater vests are never. An option. Um, I, I'm just going to say that. Um, yeah. I I am going to say, and this is this is, um, kind of in the same vein as brothers, but not uh, in the ministry. I'm I'm gonna say friends. Um, friends are really hard to come by, and, and I mean good friends. I don't I don't mean, um, I don't mean just people that you associate with. I don't just mean people that you can talk familiar things with. But I'm I mean a, a, a true friend, um, and they're hard to keep because you got to put in equal amount of work on both sides. Um, a true friend is not one that just fills the void that you have in, in a need that you have, and, and then there's no reciprocation of something. Um, and I have learned over over my short time that maybe when I was younger, I wasn't always the very best when it came to keeping friends um, because, you know, you just can easily move on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm very thankful for the friends that I have made um, here, um, you being included most days. <clears throat> most days. <laughs> Especially the ones when you don't wear a sweater vest. Yeah, those are the best days. <laughs> the other times it's like, I'm still your friend, but I don't want to be associated with you. You walk. The, the stylishness of you is just the radiation of uh, awesomeness that comes off of you. It just yes. can't, I can't bear it. We'll go with that. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's just, uh, the, the the very idea of friendship yeah. and, and and the ability to work towards that I think is a I'm very thankful for that. So, you know, I was uh, my son is going out to college, and that was one of the things they did in parent orientation that I didn't it didn't occur to me until they talked about it. But just the idea of when you are in college, you learn what it is to have deeper friend relationships, and as you get an adult, like you said can become very difficult for an individual to find uh, somebody that they can really confide in that will really have their back. And so it is something to be thankful when you do find someone who is who is not just loyal or in your camp, but who's going to tell you things you don't want to hear because they want what's best for you. And they're going to stick around to help you through it. Yeah. They're not just going to tell you what you need to, what you should have heard and then leave. Right. So yeah, good stuff. So number five, you get to round it out. I my number five, uh, my th- the fifth thing I am thankful for, and is that is that I am a pastor. The vocation that God has called me to, and vocation has called you to, as well. That we get to be in God's Word. Uh, it's a difficult, challenging sometimes to be pastors in our congregations and to be. In a, a vocation where I think we are below journalists as far as respectability in the community, in the culture that we're living in, trustworthiness, trustworthiness and all of those things. And uh, it's unfortunate that it's that way because of 
of all of the the news and things uh, attacking pastors over over years. That consistent drum beat. I think that yeah, youth car yeah. just that consistent drum beat of uh, taking down our institutions over time. Um, but it is uh, an awesome thing to be a pastor to share with God's share God's word with God's people to have God's people also respond uh, and not because they are worshiping you but because they are in concern uh, and for you and what what's going on in, in your life that they are that the, the the message that you preach day in and day out as pastor is actually heard and people actually listen to it and actually apply it and are eager to hear it again. Uh, the fact that people come again, you know, that you know, I can't believe that people are still sitting there in the pew Sunday after Sunday or the, the Sunday after I, I called something out, uh, went to war against their sinful nature. I declared war, I should say, on their sinful nature. If, if they were taking me any seriously, they would, re- they would have every right to tar and feather me and run me out of town, but yet they still want to hear because they know that I'm going to bring them Jesus as well and his forgiveness. Um, and the power that comes through that and give them, give them his gifts. And so I'm very thankful for, to be a pastor and to serve God's people, uh, here at Emmanuel. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, and, and maybe just as a, as a plug for going on in the future, you know, we are not just the, in the wells, but all areas of Christendom are really struggling with pastors. Uh, there is a pastor shortage, um, and and <clears throat> maybe it's because families are saying you can do better. You can get a better paying job, one with less stress, one with more respect, whatever the case may be. Um, you don't have to go into that. Um, maybe it's because there is that other that other side of it that says this is a job that there, there's no thanks. And, and it's high depression and there's no gauge of success. And you're right. All of those things. You're absolutely correct. Um, you could, you can go to school for far less time. You can get a job that'll pay far more. You will have to probably not move as much. Um, and you might, and, and because it is a vocational calling, no matter what job you do, you might be just as fulfilled. Um, and, and God will still use you in that vocation. Um, but, to be able to be the encourager, to be able to step into the gap when when someone is doing battle with Satan and, and you are able to lend your aid and be the shield for them for a moment of respite on, on a Sunday um, and then give them their Savior to keep them going. There is nothing better. I, I just I, I stand with you and saying I don't think I could do anything else and be as happy um, because that is truly a gift. So, and you do it very well. That's why everyone loves you. They said he, we would like him to be our circuit pastor and solve all of. No, they just want oh. you to solve the problems. <laughs> no, I don't solve any problems. The Lord Jesus is in charge. Um, and so with that, what is your top five thankful things? Yeah, I mean, you could put down sweater vest, all five items, and I would not think any less of you. Uh-huh. Will might, but. I would. I would not think, I think any less of you. Would think less of you too. <laughs> <laughs> so let us know what your top five things are. We definitely would uh, appreciate uh, hearing from from you in that regard. We also think it's awesome Maybe on a yellow shirt or red shirt. Red shirts. Red shirts. From Star Trek. Yes, I know. That's not a good one either. Yeah. 
So <clears throat> brown robe would be all right. <laughs> You're trying to wrap up the show. <laughs> I'm trying to wrap up the show. <laughs> trying to, you know. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. So somehow I'm going to go from Jedi, Star Trek, Star Wars, sweater vest to I we hope you see you, to see you on Thanksgiving on the weekend, whether that be on Thursday, whether that be on Sunday, uh as you also return and give thanks to the Lord for all of his wonderful blessings to you, uh chiefly being as him sending his son, Jesus, to live and die for you.